I know what y'all are expecting. I know everybody thinks that I'm just going to dismiss the tournament this year because Kentucky's not a part of it. I know everybody thinks that, hey, Ronaldo is just all about Kentucky basketball. That's his the one time that he's ridiculous with his fandom. I'm making this podcast intro all about me, by the way. It's the one time he's ridiculous with his fandom, so the fact that Kentucky was absolute trash this year means he's going to trash the tournament. And let me tell you, you are absolutely right. I am going to dismiss this entire thing because you know what? Fate champion. Fate champion. Whoever wins right now, fate champion, unless it's Texas. I don't know how UCF, Duke, FIU, (laughs) and Kentucky did not make the tournament. Wait, did you just start with UCF? course okay so when people say that this tournament seems odd because you don't have your blue bloods in there you just lump ucf into that conversation yeah i mean why not we duke barely beat us the last time real basketball was going on that was zion that's real basketball that was real this is fake basketball that was real that was real it was so (sighs) a year ago was so much better for so many different reasons i mean (laughs) of course college basketball is way down at the bottom of the list but a year ago is completely different so as everybody knows right now whether you are an actual basketball fan or not the phrase march madness is in everyone's vocabulary you know what the crazy thing is this is the year that the ncaa could have said we're gonna go to 96 teams because why not because you need the brands in there oh listen but not just the brands it's like this is a throwaway year. Like, that's all we're saying. This is actually a throwaway year. I love it. Keep talking. Um, throwaway year. Doesn't so count. why not try things that you usually wouldn't try in real basketball seasons? You should. You should be going all the way with that. And, oh, here's my thing, right? And it's not just, yes, I, I have come to terms with the fact that Kentucky was not going to be in the tournament for a very long time now. We only won, like, nine damn games. So I knew we weren't going to be a part of this. So, you know, it's, it wasn't a shocker. So I have already said, you know what, I'm going to look to the tournament for different things. But without UK, without Duke, without Kansas being a legitimate threat, without North Carolina being a legitimate threat, I do think it makes it strange for people that are fringe fans of the sports. Because, Because for every Cinderella story you have, right, you need to have the villains. You need to have the ones that bring the notoriety. Yeah, it's cool to have the one or two teams that people don't know, like when you have Loyola Marymount or when you have George Mason making a run. But the thing that makes those stories so good is because they run into the Blue Bloods. They run into the names that people know. Like, who do we have this year? Michigan. Like, Michigan is notoriously eh. known for making it very far and then just, like, imploding. Even so, you don't think of Michigan Vill- as... Villanova? Like, no. No. Baylor? No. no. Like, I'm just trying to... UNC? I mean, no. Um, Syracuse? Syracuse won one game this season that was important, and they made it to the tournament. Like... My boy, my boy's from Italy, though. Shout yeah, yeah, your boy's from Italy. But at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking Beheim. of the whole thing of Izzo and Beheim are only in there because they wanted the names. Did you not want the name Calipari? Sorry, I'm going to keep doing that. Sorry. I mean, Calipari would have been cool. 
But oh, I think cool. But no, see the problem is you didn't go five hundred. No. If you went five hundred, they were gonna be like, Yeah, we could throw you. Nine in. games is too much. Yeah, too little. Too little. <laughs> Nine <laughs> games that's asking for too much. You'll get the eleven games, it'll be like, you know what? We could deal with eleven. We they, could get away with eleven. They probably was on the phone with Cal. You gotta at least hit double figures, yeah. bro. Like Cal, come on. Nine wins is just ridiculous. What I did mean, you do with your life this season? You gotta win six to actually win this whole thing. That's almost as much as you won the entire season. That would be incredible though. <laughs> Whatever. I gonna like until we actually lost in the SEC tournament, I was like, "But what if we just make a run in the SEC championship and then we become the Cinderella?" Like that would have been the. <laughs> but great you would story. have been the most villain Cinderella of all time. Yeah, yeah, that that happened the year when when uh, how I always turn it into a Kentucky pod when we were uh, like an eight seed. That was when we had the Harrison twins, and they kept oh, yeah. hitting the, they the kept hitting those the the uh, game winning threes. We were like an eight seed that year, so nobody expected that. But anyway, so. You don't have the juggernaut. Like, the juggernaut this year is Gonzaga. Nobody hates Gonzaga. Gonzaga no. hasn't won. Gonzaga is the the storybook program that every mid-major wants to be. The one that, of course, three, shout out to Three Arms. He started this whole thing. Never forget that. Gonzaga is the mid, the school that came from a mid-major to become the okay. juggernaut now. The number one team in the country. Undefeated 26-0. and 0. That's the team at the top of that. There's nobody to root against that makes. I mean, that's that's literally the whole basis behind Rooting sport, against Colgate. Right? Like it's a, it's like oh, it's a reason Floyd Mayweather is who he is because whether you like him or more, more people come there to root against him than it's like a LeBron effect, him. like a LeBron effect, like Duke. More people root against Duke than root for Duke, and Kentucky had the same kind of thing. There's nobody for you to do that with this year. Your number one seeds are Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, and Michigan. And like what? Wait, uh, two Big Ten teams? Yeah, they, that's, I saw that and I was just like, hold on. Like, they just threw them in. Like, they don't know what they're doing either. I don't know. There's just, and I, again, I'm not saying this because of my personal bias, but to me, the whole thing just seems off. It's off because of COVID, obviously. Schedule has been up and down. Some teams are only playing X amount of games while others are having to play more. The conference tournaments was just in shambles with people being oh, yeah. pulled out it's and just all that. Even coaches and all that. But here's my pet peeve with the tournament before we dive deeper into it. No 16 seeds should have a play-in game. No. Like, no. It, it, they're barely making the tournament anyways. That defeats the purpose of being yeah. a 16 seed. And you just throw them in there like, Y'all, I think the play-in seeds should be like, you know what would be a good one? The 11 the 11 is good, but the 9 seed or, like, the 5 seed, someone who plays, like, someone that's yeah. going to – that could be an upset. Yeah, but you should let 16 like – Just 16 put them in the real just, tournament. 16 should just be a part of it, though. Just put them in. But, give, but given everything that's gone on, right, and given that you don't have – well, you do have that superstar player, but I still don't think enough people pay attention Jones? to Kate. Well, he's, he's one of them. We're going to get to him. He's our superstar player. I don't think enough people paid attention to Cade Cunningham because he was playing for Oklahoma State. But you don't have – you don't have that Zion in this year in this year's class that make fringe people pay attention. So college basketball really has taken a further seat. Wherever you ranked it uh, in the major American sports has taken a further step back this season because you haven't had the teams with notoriety able to garner that attention. Yeah, and like I said, 96 teams would have been perfect this year. You should have just done it. I mean, they have... They Y'all have. playing at NIT. Why not just add those NIT teams into the tournament? Oh, what's it called? Did Kentucky that, make the NIT? 
No way. No. Man, that was really bad. <laughs> That's a really bad season. I think you must be in like the CTI or, CTI or whatever. There probably isn't a CTI, a pay-to-play tournament. Yeah. I don't think they're doing anything. They're just regrouping and licking their wounds and going back to recruiting. Like, that's that's all this is. But, okay, as you, you are one of the most avid college basketball fans I know. Have you paid attention this year? I've only paid attention literally to, like, when we beat FSU and we're a basketball school for, like, I remember that. a minute. I remember that. Like, that was a good time. Yeah. But y'all were a basketball school during the Taco Fall era. Yeah, no, we were really a basketball school. After you beat FSU. After we beat yeah. FSU, like, yeah. you know, they made the tournament, but we didn't. It's bias, even though we suck. Yeah. But, um, no, I've pretty much been watching Sammy and Kai. That's it. Like, we've been paying attention to Bahamian college basketball, but outside, but outside of that, like, not really. Yeah, television basketball games. You know, I I haven't I haven't really been engaged. I watched in a couple any of Franco that. games. I watched yeah. a couple of Amard games. It's just like, yeah, but the the ones that benefit us directly, like yeah. that. But paying attention to college basketball as a whole, you haven't been doing. So here's the thing, and I and I feel like this is prevalent for all fans. If you don't know anybody, can there be Cinderella stories? Because the thing about a Cinderella is the Cinderella is unknown. Well, yeah. I feel like everyone's an unknown now because we just talked about the the number one teams in the country. I can give you Gonzaga's best player. I don't know who Baylor's best player is. I know one kid from Illinois because he was at the, the basketball America camp. Dude. Yeah. The, the <laughs> yes. I don't, yes, I don't. I don't think. I don't think y'all understand how excited we are <laughs> to actually. Okay, full disclosure: we just got a new sound, a new mixer with a new soundboard. So now we can just press buttons to make sounds like this <laughs> on cue, and we are probably going to use that excessively to the point where it's going to make this a difficult listen every time. But that's no, where no, we that, are. that was a real one because it was a Jamaican dude. And yeah, we just no, had that, to represent. That was legitimate, and hey. That's how you know John is a good producer because I just we just mentioned Jamaican and he hit it with the. It's Jamaican like literally air horns. the only sound we have on this. Yeah, that's is fine. An air horn. It's that's, like that's, that's fine. It. We're gonna have more, but that's what we have right now. So I know him from Illinois. I don't know. Oh, I know that Livers from Michigan is hurt. So that's how I know who their best player is. But I mean, that's my point. You the the star power. Like Houston, is not there. I know number twenty four is good, but I don't know his name. I know I know Houston's assistant. Player development personnel. Yeah, and like, and that's the thing. Like, Houston in all other years would be considered Cinderella. They two seed. They have a legitimate shot of winning. I put in one of my brackets: Texas versus Houston in the in the national championship game. And guess what? It's not even that far fetched. Oh, Houston scared the shit out of Kentucky a couple of years ago. Do you remember when? <laughs> was, they had me about to cry. That was awful. All right. So let, let's let's get into it. So if well, if if we weren't paying attention, let's just start by the the thing about this college basketball season that we do know about, and that is our Bahamians in the tournament. And we mentioned him earlier, but you have Kai Jones in Texas. They're a number three seed in the is it the Midwest region or East. East? Number three seed in the East region. Texas, of course, won their first Big Twelve tournament title ever. Kai was a huge part of that. Had thirteen. Look points. what happens when you start him. Had 13 points mm. in, in the title game. You, you know his resume well enough by now if you're listening to this, I think so, but we can recap that for you. He's projected now. Very good. 
projected now to be a top 15 pick in the NFL draft. I'm, well, NFL. Ma- NFL. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in yeah. that one, too, if he decided end. to play receiver or something. Uh, <laughs> number 15, projected to go 15 by NBADraft.net uh, in the 2021 draft. But my sources, because I can say that, because yeah, I, yeah. I have the Kai Jones no, sources. legit, go ahead. They've been that. telling me from last month, lottery. Yeah. Like, they're looking... No, like, I can see that. Yeah, they're looking lottery for, for Kai. Um, I've heard teams call certain teams with interest, like saying that if Kai falls at a certain point in the draft, he will be getting drafted in the first round. Teams are not going to let him go. And his stock continues to rise because that's what happens when you play well deeper into the season when there are are more eyes on you. So naturally, his stock was going to go up after he won the Big 12 six-man of the year. Like, who else could have won that, though? I mean, some people looking at that, know, and it's just like... anybody else in the Big 12. It's like, no one... Who else? I Ever since Buddy left the Big 12, who like what happened? Bohemian's good at winning Big 12 awards in basketball. Yeah, but he wasn't given, the, the, the my opinion, the proper shot with Shaka keeping him on the bench. Like, why are you keeping that man on the bench? Well, I mean. Start him in the, eh? This is perfect to make that tournament run to average a 15 and 10 a tournament with three blocks a game. And next thing you know, he's going to be a top eight pick. You know what a part of it is, though? A part of it is, as a coach and as a recruiter, you do have to play politics with this thing, and you bring in a five-star recruit like Greg Brown, right? You have a senior like Jericho Sims who's been there, and he's he's one of you guys. So those guys still have to get PT. Like, you can't bring in a five-star. Get five it together, star. Shaka. You can't bring get in a five-star like Greg Brown and, and no, bench but, him. But I understand. Because that'll hurt you for f- yeah. trying to recruit further five-star. But stars. I understand that. But Greg Brown should have gone the G League route where he could have made half a million dollars. Who knows yeah. what happened in Texas. But all I'm saying is, if I was Greg, I Greg Brown, I was going to the G League. But then the thing is, that G League thing, it helped the three players tremendously. Oh, yeah. Like, two, two of the to- at least two of the top five or six picks yeah. are going to come from the G League Ignite. But the, like the, you know. Like the fringe type Yeah, players? the fringe type. That hurt them because yeah. they weren't getting the playing time. That Like, it's a different level. Like, you could watch that. You have... These young players who are NBA caliber able to hold up with these. At the beginning of the season, they were dominating. Yeah, people just figured out, oh, we need to do this against them because they try to go iso ball too much. Well, they don't, they don't, they don't know the game yet. Like that's basically what it is. Like you're surviving on, yeah, not just surviving, but you're. It's a learning process. Like irrespective of how long you stay in college, whether it's just for that one season, you do learn a lot that one season, and you are especially still when you getting, go to Kentucky. You are you learn so much. Except for this year, you did not learn anything this year. <laughs> you learn how to lose. Like, <laughs> anyway, so so I think Texas has a legitimate shot at this just because of... Oh, sorry, we were talking about Kai and his playing time. Like It's obvious when he's on the floor, this is a different Texas team. When he's engaged, this is a different Texas team. And Shaka Smart has given voice to that. Like, as talented... Yeah, Greg Brown's a talented freshman. He's a one-and-done. Jericho Sims is, is your anchor in there who's been around for forever. The guards on this team, everyone is shoot-first. There are no pass-first guards for the Texas Longhorns. But oh, Kai boy. Jones is the difference maker on this team when he's engaged. And Shaka Smart has said that many times. Yeah, and you could just see that, though, just with his game alone, that the efficiency he has is tremendous. Like, sure, he's not shooting the ball 15, 20 times a game, but he's efficient when he shoots the ball. He, his jump shots gotten better, and that just goes to show, like that's why he is going to leave. Like, it I, ain't it ain't no is he gonna go back to Texas? It's like this man does not need to announce. You know how like so and so declares for the yeah. draft when they're a senior. 
It's like, Kai Jones, you might as well just put it out there, is going to declare for the draft. The one play that, and I think I was saying this like 10 games into the season when me and you were having this conversation, and I said, I don't think he needs to play another game. I think he's good. He could just go right now, and it's whatever. But there was one play against, I, I can't remember. I think it was against Oklahoma State. might have been against Texas Tech. But he got the rebound, went, went full length of the floor, one man fast break by himself, and scored. And when you have a 6'11 person that can get a, get a rebound and beat everybody up the floor for an easy layup, I feel like every scout watched that and said, we've seen enough, that's the guy yeah, right that, there. that's it. All because the, that's all the what Giannis does. Yeah. Poor man's Giannis. You know what? That would be great. Yeah. No, if, no, no. no. I'm he taking comes that all into day. the NBA and he's a poor, poor man's Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. You got to take Great that. role player. <laughs> poor man's Giannis. But the thing is, you remember when we spoke to him at Basketball Without Borders and he said, you know, it's, I mean, he didn't really say it how I'm going to say it, but it's pretty much what he said because he was a kid then. Thank God I didn't go to high school here because they would have made me a center off the rip. Yeah. And I went off to school and they taught me how to be a guard before I became a big. Yeah, you could tell that the fact that, the fact that his introduction to the game was, I guess, late by American standards actually benefited him in this case because he was working he was working on things that he quote unquote didn't know he shouldn't have been working on cuz yep. like you were saying if he was in this system early get down on the Hands block up, get down on the, the block ball. learn how to do this jump hook learn how to seal and post i'm not saying that he doesn't need to do those things but the progression of where basketball is going well shit where it is now the skills that he has translates more to the game than your traditional poster big. The traditional poster big is kind of a thing of the past. Even when you look at Embiid and Jokic, two of the players in the MVP conversation. Look at Aiden. Aiden is almost Aiden could be a back down type center if he wanted to, because yes, but there's no point. Yeah, where would it where would it fit with that team in that system? He's barely finding a way to fit now. We're, we're getting to things that are non tournament related. That's how much we don't want to talk about the tournament, but um. I like I like the path that Texas has to get there. I wouldn't be surprised to see them make a run just based solely off the fact that as much as Kai and the front court are important to this team's success, it's their guards. They're guards. It's the guards. They're guards. And if Matt Coleman pl- I don't expect him to be the same guy he was in the Big 12 title game. I mean, you had Jericho Sims and him. They both had they, career games. They both games, had career right? games like that ain't going to happen. That's what you need to beat K Cunningham, though, because oh, he yeah. is a dog. That dude is a beast. <laughs> he is an absolute dog. <laughs> I remember during that game, I said, look what Kai did to the number one pick, and then right back down right the back. court. The thing about it is, like, okay, I just need to jump to K Cunningham right now for a minute, but the thing about it is, like, when you watch him play, there's you don't get the sense that he's as young as he is. Like, he no. plays so much older. He reminds me, not as a player type, but yes, as player type as well, but... Uh, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Like, the demeanor and everything. Like, you literally would go on a court and not expect him to, to be that type of player. Like, he's just a dog. Like, you go there and it's just like, damn. But their their games are really... His game is really, really mature. Like, like to me, I feel like... Well, we all know he, he went to Oklahoma State because they gave his brother a, a coaching job. Like, that's the only reason someone of that talent level... Allegedly. No, they legitimately no no gave allegedly gave him a scholarship because of that. Oh, okay, right. So that's the only reason someone like him goes there. And I would have fully, I actually did fully expect him to mail the season in, do your five months, go to the NBA because at that point they couldn't even get into the tournament. So 
we're all thinking, well, what is he even going to OK State to a do? Good old appeal. Yeah, like what's he going there to do? I was thinking this was going to be the same thing as Ben Simmons at LSU. Just get these numbers, drive around in a Ferrari, go to the NBA, have be the number one pick, go to the NBA, and it's all good. But no, he's taking this shit really seriously, and he turned Oklahoma State into a legitimate contender. And if you don't know anybody else, and if you don't have a real reason to if watch you learn the tournament, two names from this podcast, Kai Jones. Cade Cunningham. <laughs> Cade Cunningham is a good reason to watch. Like, I feel like the fringe basketball fan who may not know a lot about college hoops, if they make a run, he is going to turn into a superstar yeah, before Here, our Here is the potential Cade Cunningham has right now. Carmelo Anthony. You mean winning the title in his first year? I could see that. that, I, that I see it's that. literally the same path. And he's the number one pick regardless of what happens, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> but it's just going to be the fans and... and it's just going to be crazy. He he is literally could be the next Carmelo of the tournament. Yeah, because the the last Melo we had wasn't. This is this is the season it can happen. Yep. Like this is absolutely, and that's why because this is so wide open and so unknown. Great individual performances from someone like that can absolutely take you through this tournament. Because as much as Gonzaga being twenty six and zero is a huge deal, I I don't want to discredit that. It's hard to all. go undefeated the whole way. At all. It really is. And I know they, they have a, a lottery pick, too, in Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs is elite. But if Gonzaga loses, are you shocked, though? No. It's almost like a Virginia losing that. that like, Virginia winning the national championship, to me, was... I'm not saying they didn't deserve it because they were a good team. Wow, they're still the national champions. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> exactly. But I think that they were... Many better teams. Luck just fell their way, especially that overtime period. Like, yeah. however it went, like they won so many games by like a point. But I mean, sometimes you need that luck to to get yeah. through. But hey, they lost to a 16 seed, and it's the same thing. Are you surprised that they lost to a 16 seed? No, the answer is no. The, and the crazy thing about it is, I was just watching a video clip of the biggest upsets in tournament history, and they did that based on you know people's picks at the brackets. That wasn't even that wasn't even number one. I think that was number two. The number one, I think, was the year when Michigan State was a two seed and they lost to Middle, Middle Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah that was that the number year. one. That's that's when Tum Tum was on the team. The least amount of people pick pick that. But uh, okay, so yeah, we could have had that one two years ago. If they bailed out Zion, boy, they really did. Okay, so notice how we go just going back to last year's tournament. Hopefully, this tournament is really great. The thing about it is, I feel like Kentucky would have been so good in the tournament last year because we was just rounding into shape at the end of the season. God damn it. It's going to piss me off the whole time. Asterisk. Anyways, so Gonzaga is the fifth team to enter the tournament undefeated. Okay, so in 76, you had Indiana. Indiana, they, Indiana State. No, Indiana was 76. The Hoosiers oh, was 76. Hoosiers, 79 yeah. was Indiana State. That's the State one who went on to win. Larry Bird. 79, Indiana State were undefeated, but lost in the title game to, to Magic. UNLV, undefeated, but lost to Duke in the Final Four in 91. Wichita State. Wichita State. Kansas, State. Kentucky. Wichita State in twenty fourteen. I remember we were flag football that day, and I'm watching the. Uh, I'm looking at the score. I'm like, "Wait, y'all be yes." You did not care about Kadeem that day. Sorry, Kadeem. <laughs> lo- lo- lost to Kentucky in the second round. That that was the year when we were that number eight seed, and and we were upsetting people. And then the most egregious one of all, because the one where they had to change rules. They cheated. Like this is not just being a sour fan. 
The ball was clearly still in Nigel Hayes' hand. It was a shot clock violation. He went on to score that back. Anyway, Wisconsin Wisconsin beat a previously undefeated Kentucky in 2015. And what a waste of a freaking national championship. Like, waste. no, for real. Waste. Because everyone knew when Wisconsin won, they weren't going to win the national title. Who cares about Frank? What, what's Frank Kaminsky and Nigel Hayes doing now? Well, Frank Kaminsky plays, plays for the Suns. Whatever. But you know what? That championship belonged to Carl Towns, okay? That was supposed to be his. Sorry. No, they, they changed rules because of that game. They had to change rules. It was blatant. It was blatant. I could, Go Google it right now. Nigel Hayes, shot clock violation. Kentucky, you will see the ball still in his hands. You will see the red light. Our GSSSA referees would do better, and there's no shot clock. Anyway. Okay, I say all that to say it's really hard to be an undefeated team and come into the tournament and and run through the competition and win these six games. That being said, this shit is so wide open this year that you wouldn't even be surprised if they did it. But what sucks for Gonzaga, I think, is that if they do do that, I don't think people look at it the same way. If they finish undefeated, I just don't think they'll get the same kind of props um, other teams would. I would disagree a little bit. I would still say that it's not a real basketball season per se, but Gonzaga's one of the few teams who actually played a lot of games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so all these other teams who are playing... And they beat good teams. Yeah. They beat Iowa. The only game that got canceled was the Baylor game. They beat Iowa, Kansas, Virginia. Yeah. So my whole thing is, if they went undefeated, it, I guess that's the only way. There's two ways there's no asterisks yeah. for me. Gonzaga or Texas. Yeah. Houston, too. Houston too. And Michigan State. And Michigan State. So those four so, teams win. There so, is no asterisk. So either Gonzaga or someone affiliated with a Bahamian, yes. you win in the tournament and there's no asterisk. We rock with you and exactly. that's all good. Exactly. That's fine, because why do we have to be a But yeah, no, I can't. I, I think Gonzaga had a they had a good season. They have a good team. Like they I just, really they really I just do. looked at their roster. They have two seniors. Yeah. Which is very un Gonzaga like. Yeah. So they have two seniors. and I'm just thinking like, damn, they might be able to make a two, three year run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless people start leaving. No, because they're going to... With success, that happens, John. If they win, you know what happens when you win a natty. People that shouldn't declare end up declaring because you get swept up in that wave of success. Yeah, but they literally have loan underclassmen. Yeah, bro, but if they win, a lot of those dudes are going to look around and say, my stock is never going to be higher than it is right now. And I got to capitalize on it. I mean, yeah, if someone has a great tournament run, then sure. Yeah, and if they win six games in a row, that's going to happen. I don't think it's just going to be all Jalen Suggs. No. No. We could okay. talk about your boy. There's one more. There's one other player I wanted to get to that I think people are going to be introduced to if they do make a run. Because I have, obviously, I watch a lot of SEC basketball, right? And I think uh, Moses Moody. Moses Moody is a player that I think uh, people are going to be interested. SEC bias. <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's not just SEC bias, but he is he's going to be a lottery pick. Like he's, he's that good. And when you think Alabama, you do just think football, obviously, right? Alabama's been sneaky good like the last two years. And it's not even, it's not even been sneaky. Like no, it's, but it's when been you, real. But when you think Alabama, you don't think basketball. Like you said, it's football. You might. You think Nick Saban. Who's the head coach of the basketball team? Nick Saban. You might if if Moses Moody leads this team to a Final Four. Actually, no. Even if they win a national championship, yeah. you're still gonna no. think Nick. You're still gonna think Nick. Oh my bad. 
Arkansas, not Alabama. I feel like we should scratch this whole thing. I always get those. I always get those two mixed. See, up. and that's how unimportant it is, though. Wow, the tournament's really unimportant <laughs> because I just mixed up Arkansas and Alabama, and I said that with confidence. Yeah, like with my chest. All right, who else should I be paying attention to? Uh, your boy Rick Pitino. Jeez. Yeah, look at him. He he beats all the charges that he has. You know, he beats him with a frying pan, and then he takes Iona as a five seed. Uh, in this turn, a nine seed in this tournament to if, the title game. If you are to the NCAA tournament, if you are an established old white guy coach in college basketball, there's really nothing that they can ever do to you that's any kind of punishment, is there? Like Rick Patino, most people would have been up out of the paint and never been able to find their way back. Rick Pitino did like what that one year in Greece or some shit like that, he and now he he's back coach a national team, and it, then he went off overseas. It's like nothing happened, and now his son's getting fired from Michigan. <laughs> How crazy would that be if he took that job? But <laughs> like, look, like the but the the bullshit in that whole thing is like if if a kid commits some kind of violation, they kick off the team. Their they, life is over. They done. But no, but it, it's also like that with recruiting, and it's like that with um, transferring. Like, coaches get the blige for everything. Like, for a coach everything. could be like, man, I'm going to leave. I don't care. It doesn't matter. And I don't have to sit out a year, and I'm making millions. A player, I mean, they changed the rules now where a player could get that free transfer. But a player should be able to transfer whenever the hell he wants. That's what I'm saying. It's still You still got to jump through some hoops to get that, and you got to hope that they grant you a waiver for that kind of thing to happen. It's not it's not cut and dry. Like, yeah. you can just get to go play. Like, how I don't know. The whole system, the whole system is whack to me. Sometimes I hate that that I actually like the sport so much because when you think about the minutia of oh the my system God, of college it's basketball, it's it's really it's really awful. Like it really <laughs> is. The fact that this generates more money than there are very few sporting events in America that generate as much ad revenue as March Madness. Us supporting this makes us bad people in a way, unless. Kentucky wins it all. Unless somebody out there promoting March Madness things buys into what we do. Yeah. And then that makes us good people. And them good people, by the way, shop with them. More on that later. But, yeah, the fact that the fact that the coaches get paid so much money. You know that <laughs> so much money is flowing into this thing. So and much. They're only having this tournament because of money. Only because of money. And the people responsible for the entertainment, responsible for everything, have no agency in these decisions, and they get nothing. All I want to tell people is this, right? And listen That's very... That's why this tournament doesn't count. Yeah, no. But listen very carefully, right? They are having a tournament of fans allowed or limited fans? It's probably limited. All right, so sure. they're barely allowing anybody in these games... But they're broadcasting deals, every dog. game. Every listen to this. Game. Listen to this. They're broadcasting All. every single All. game. Where do you think the money is? Is it in people buying tickets? Nope. Showing up to the game? Nope. It's with advertising dollars. People got to learn that TV rules everything. There's a reason why these things are on TV because they make all the money. We was telling people that. Um well, shit, right here. We were telling people that about stuff like, like Bahamas Bowl and, and World Relays or stuff like that just broadcast. Yeah, they would like people there in the stadium for the look, but it doesn't matter, they don't bro. Care. It don't matter. Like, they know what they're getting into. It doesn't matter. You're right. It's the TV deals because people wonder the same thing about baseball. Like, if baseball is not the number one, number two, or maybe the number three sport, then how is it that baseball players get paid so much money and there's no salary cap? Because those TV deals are bananas. 
That's why. That's it. Those TV it, deals are ridiculous. What is it? They generate more than a billion dollars every March Madness. And yeah. guess what, guys? They're going to generate over a billion again. Yeah, because people have less things to do. Now, so you, you, know when now you have to watch it on TV. People have less things to do. More people are working from home. So when you would have to cut out and maybe go to a bar uh, on that Thursday when the tournament starts, you don't have to do none of that because everyone's home. Everyone's going to be consuming all of these games, whether they know these teams or not. Fake tournament. Fake champion. Unless it's unless it's the, one of the four teams that we've discussed. Unless it's Gonzaga, oh, yeah. Texas, Michigan State, or Houston. Those are the four teams you got to root for, guys. That's All right. it. All right. Do we do do we do final four predictions? Did you actually do a bracket yet? I did question. do a bracket. Um, I am actually going to do a bracket because I was driving down the highway, right? And there's a company that has a, a purple logo, right? Since we ain't um we ain't getting paid by nobody, but they apparently have a fifty thousand dollar bracket um bust huh. challenge. Interesting. So my thought is this. We know college basketball. We know, despite everything I, that you heard us say yeah. just now, that's cap. We know college for, for, basketball. Yeah, even if this year's fake, but fake fifty thousand dollars ain't fake. <laughs> Boy, that real. <laughs> that real. That real. So, uh, from my understanding, there's a buy-in that you have to do or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. With this said company. Yes. And I'm gonna put one in because I feel like I make picks and. I have yeah. a great opportunity of winning money. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm going to do a bracket. I'm going to make Kaizen fill out a bracket. I think here's what you do. You have every year, this is a system that you got to run, right? You have to have the bracket that you put your heart into, mm-hmm. the bracket that you put your mind into, mm-hmm. and then you have a bullshit bracket filled up by somebody that doesn't know anything about this because those ones tend to work yep. sometimes. So you got to have, the, I feel like you got to have those three. That's always my strategy. I, and you said it. I think a chalk bracket is you perfect got, this year. Got, I think this year chalk. a chalk bracket may be the way to go. I I was gonna say like my final four teams are gonna be chalk. I don't have I have Texas in my heart. Chalk. <laughs> I mean they're a three seed. That's not that's no, but not I mean surprising. like super chalk. Yeah, yeah, like, like ones across the board, bro. Super like chalk. This this year is so ridic- oh, ridiculously and wild. I'll open. count Illinois for. So we got five. Yes. Because if they do win, we just play in Jamaican air horns the whole time. Yeah, no, it's going to be the Jamaican. You know, we got to call the guy and say, hey, I remember you from basketball at Borders in the Bahamas. I don't know him, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we're Bahamian. Yeah. We need to. He'll appreciate that more than anyone else. I mean, I feel like he should. He absolutely should. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we added a new team, a fifth team. Illinois. All right. And Dominic um, added him in a tweet or uh, Instagram thing. Yeah, that's so, right. I saw that. So, you know, you got to go with your boys knowing boys, pause, um, <laughs> to, to make things going. Such a weird tournament, man. But look, um, are we going to do a 10YS thing? Are we actually... We're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to It's a it. pandemic. We're, we're going to... We're gonna do it. We're, I mean, we're just gonna for people that want to fill out a bracket and just compete. Yeah, I, I could do something. Yeah, we're we're gonna, we're gonna do it. So look out for if you're listening to this, we are going to post a link to our bracket challenge. We'll figure out what you're what you're gonna win. It's uh, spoiler alert: not gonna be money. No, we're <laughs> far from money. <laughs> Last time um, we did a bracket challenge, my friend in the U.S. won. And it took him around six and a half months to get his gear because I was just like, listen, man, I was like, I'm flying over. You want this gear now? Yeah. Listen, listen, better late than never. Okay. Better late than never. So 
perhaps someone local will win this year and you won't have to wait six and a half months, maybe just two. But I'm going to go fill up my bracket now. You fill out yours. I'll be woke. We'll be back next week. Go, Kai, go.